Lower Black Pain, a series of words arranged, typed, and spoken by J.D. Michaels. The blanket's name is Ned. I didn't name it, but it's my blanket, or it was until everybody discovered how nice a waffle weave blanket is. Just the right amount of weight, yet still breathable. I'm not bitter about it. I just never thought to name it. I wanted one for 10 years, finally ordered it, paid for it, it came to the house, I unpacked it, put it on the bed, and you'd think it would be mine in the mind of the family, but then my daughter decided that it was superior to all blankets, and suddenly referred to it as our new blanket in discussion, which I let slide for a few weeks, until at last she said, when I was pulling on one end and she the other, let go of Ned. Who's Ned? The blanket, the blanket's name is Ned doesn't have a name. It's my blanket. And that's where she won. Right there. Because the blanket did have a name. It was Ned, which she knew, but I didn't. Proof that I didn't care about the blanket. I didn't even know its name. Thus, it was never really mine. We have a cat named Loki because he came to the house filled with a specific brand of potential mischief, which quite quickly morphed into an indefensible charm. So, Loki. We love Marvel movies and Tom for a cat was universally agreed upon as what the kids call basic, while Hiddleston was just too long with no desirable abbreviations. When Loki joined the family, he gained an older sister, a black cat, that we'd name Lucky because children love irony. It didn't occur that the cat's names would rhyme or lilt or whatever until just after we'd all agreed on Loki, and by then we couldn't take that back because we'd done the whole Lion King thing and held him up and said his name already. My name used to be Johns David Anderson, J-U-A-N-Z. My mother and father divorced shortly before I was born, but being that my mother was a woman in the 1960s, when she went into labor, they immediately set out to find my father to let him know. He was bowling and filled with Budweiser and toxic masculinity, got in his car and decided to create a name to extend his legacy. The choices, hops, and barley, combined with the names of his two older brothers, John and Lawrence, set up an arrested development style scene where he mouthed the two over and over until he came upon a sound that would define my first decade of existence. John. Lawrence. Johns. Johns. No idea where the Z came from, but my father was convinced that this was a name fit for a king of beers. He told it to the nurse who was outside my mother's delivery room door, where she had, as was custom, been rendered entirely unconscious for the procedure and was unable to comment. But before her nap, my mother had emphatically locked in my middle name, David, same as my grandfather, and I believe several generations before that. Sturdy, biblical, it would balance the boggle-based randomness of my first name for some time. I never had a chance to use David as my name in grade school because I went to the same school until seventh grade. Everybody knew me already, and they'd learned to pronounce it. My good friends could even spell it. But I was not satisfied and dreamed of superior nomenclature. I knew that Gene Kelly's real name was Eugene, and that Cary Grant was born Archibald Leach. I wanted to be an author, so I asked my mom if I could have a pen name or a stage name, and she not only agreed, but said that when I was older, I could even change my name. Well, influenced by the best in arts and culture, I asked my mother if I could be named Han. No. Chewy was also out, though later on I did meet a guy named Chewy. She countered with Luke, also biblical, but a bit of an interstellar crybaby if you ask me. I discovered that Dynamite Magazine, the grade school scholastic magazine that I subscribed to, could have any name on it and still come to your address. I used it to experiment with names until I found the one that looked best on a direct mail label. 
So in eighth grade, when I went to my new school, my mom said I could present myself as my new name. First day there, all of us in the gym. Roll call. Angela, call me Angie. Okay, said the teacher, scribbling on the ledger. Robert, I'm Bobby. Okay, scribble, scribble, scribble. And here the pause that I recognized as part of my name, while synapses flash supernova hot to try to create order from chaos. Juwanzi? Call me, pause for effect, Brandon Michael Chase. The principal's office was nice. He was rarely there, so most of the time he ended up speaking to the women in the office. They ran the school. I saw them often, but just for fun. Really, I didn't cause much trouble. As this was my first visit, and I was there for clarification rather than punishment, they were very nice to me, and there may have even been a cookie exchange. I explained that my mother said it was okay for me to be called by my new name, and they said they just couldn't do it because, well, not in their words, but my selected label was in no way a derivative of what was on my government paperwork, which they were bound to follow. But I have a cousin who's JD, and he uses initials. You could do that too. It looks just like this. And she wrote down in blue ballpoint pen, a capital J, period, and a capital D, period. I still had to keep my last name. But three years later, in a junior year trigonometry class, I got an idea. Get rid of the periods and just spell my name the same way everybody else does. This was the turning point because that summer I was cast in a show at Worlds of Fun, the local amusement park, and they allowed stage names for their performers. I pulled Michaels from the original suggestion and we had a winner. The next year I was 16 and I could legally change my name because I had been using it professionally for a year. Now, free climbing through my 50s, I've given my name to two other people to see what they can do with it. It is weird to have your name evolve, but we all evolve, so why not have different names? No wonder I love Doctor Who so much. Anyway, just to clear the record, Lando, never even on the table. And given how the 80s worked out for some comedy legends, I probably would not have enjoyed being a chase forever. Though I do admit, that would be a pretty cool name if we, you know, ever adopt another cat. Lower Black Pain is a Michaels Adams initiative and a Cabs Everywhere production. <laughs> <laughs>